Sleep trackers have become so popular in recent years. I get asked a lot, should I use a sleep tracker? So I'm going to tell you my thoughts. Let's get into it. You want to sleep better? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Sleep Seekers podcast with me, your host, Emma Ashford. This show is all about you and your sleep, protecting it, promoting it, restoring it and enjoying it. And all this naturally, no medications required. I teach the skills that mean your mind and body can allow the right amount of good quality sleep to come easily to you at the right time. In a world that can so easily take it away, I want to put sleep back at the top of the agenda. Your journey to great sleep and all the wonderful benefits it brings starts here. Hello and welcome back to the Sleep Seekers podcast. I'm your host, Emma Ashford. If you haven't met me before, I'm a sleep coach, insomnia therapist, and general sleep enthusiast. I love sleep so much that I founded Sleep Seekers, which is all about promoting and restoring good quality, natural sleep. And I've been working in sleep now for about 12 years, And in that time, one of the things I've seen change a lot is the amount of people using sleep trackers, usually on the Fitbit or the Apple Watch. And especially now, because these sleep trackers tend to come as standard on the device. Sometimes people will come to me with the data from the device. Sometimes they'll be wondering whether they should use one. And sometimes people will be really worried by what they're seeing from the device. So in this episode, I thought I would talk about sleep trackers and the question that I get a lot. Should I use a sleep tracker? The first thing to say here, the most important thing, is that sleep trackers cannot accurately measure your sleep. The only way to accurately measure your sleep, and importantly the various stages of your sleep, is for your brain activity to be measured in a specialist sleep clinic. And that's something that most of us will never experience. What sleep trackers, in inverted commas, are actually measuring is movement, or in some cases, heart rate. So this is not an accurate measure of sleep, and it certainly can't discriminate between the different stages of sleep. It's really important to be aware of. So for example, when you're sat on the sofa watching TV, your device might consider you asleep. Or if you're moving around a lot in your sleep, it might consider you awake. I remember when I first got my Fitbit for Christmas, I went to a local pantomime and the clapping at the end of the pantomime went on forever. And I got a little celebration on my Fitbit to tell me that I'd achieved 10,000 steps that day, when really I'd been sat on my bum in the pantomime. I personally use my Fitbit during the day, obviously as a watch, but also as a rough tracker of my steps and my movement, but then I take it off at night. I don't believe that there's anything particularly useful that it will tell me about my sleep. So I certainly don't recommend using a sleep tracker if you're looking for an accurate reading on your sleep. And for some people, sleep trackers can become a real problem. For some people, they need to come with a really big warning. Because sleep tracking can become obsessive. It can make you worry about your sleep. And it can create what's called the nocebo effect, which means that the expectation of side effects 
leads to side effects being experienced. So when we apply that to sleep trackers, what's happening essentially is that tracking your sleep can lead you to have more problems with your sleep and can even lead to sleep problems. They can mean that you feel more pressure to sleep. They can make you worry about your sleep or overthink it. All of which is likely to actually interfere with your sleep and lead you to actually get less of it. I've worked with a number of people where we could definitely say that the sleep tracking became very unhealthy and contributed to the sleep problem or insomnia issue. So if you have a tendency towards worry, anxiety or overthinking, I would strongly suggest that you steer clear of sleep trackers. You just don't need them. That said, there can be a place for some people with sleep tracking sometimes. Anything that reminds you of the importance of good sleep habits is a good thing. And a sleep tracker might do that for you in the same way that it can remind you to get your 10,000 steps. If you're wanting to work on getting to bed on time or some other habit related to sleep, they can also be a good reminder or a way to work on creating this habit. And some people love the feedback and the reminders that trackers provide to live a more healthy and intentional life in amongst all the busyness of everyday life. So they can have a place and if they work for you then great. My only caution would be that the measurement of sleep is not hugely accurate and just be aware that for some people they cause far more problems than they solve. What I would much prefer and what I encourage everyone to do is to become your own sleep tracker. You don't need to rely on a device to tell you how well you've slept. You can base it on how you feel. And most of the time, there's no need to have an accurate blow-by-blow account of your sleep because the best sleep is the sleep that you barely think twice about. The best way you can become your own sleep tracker is to track the quantity and the quality of your sleep every morning and make notes based on positive or negative triggers to a good or bad night, make a note of your dreams or disturbances in the night, or how rested you feel. The wind down journal is designed to make that really easy for you to do, because my aim for the wind down journal was always for you to be intentional about your wind down and your sleep, and then for you to become your own sleep tracker and identify what works well for you and what doesn't. So I'll leave a link to the wind down journal in the show notes or just go to sleepseekers.academy forward slash store and you'll find it there. If you're worried about your sleep, you might think about keeping a sleep diary with more detailed information. I often ask people to complete a sleep diary when they begin working with me. It just gives us a more complete picture of your sleep. And if you'd like to discuss your sleep or your sleep diary with me, then I'd recommend booking a sleep assessment session. And I'll leave a link to sleep assessment sessions in the show notes. Becoming your own sleep tracker is the best thing you could do. It allows you to get to know yourself, your sleep, and your unique needs when it comes to your sleep and your wind down time. So I would encourage everyone to consider that above all else. So that's my views on sleep trackers. I'd love to know what you think. Do you use a sleep tracker? Do you like it? 
Have sleep trackers caused you problems in the past? I'll be interested to see where this trend goes in the future. Will more people start to realise that often it causes more problems than it's worth? Or will the technology get better and will it convince us more and more that it's tracking more accurately? That's all from me today. I hope to see you next time on the Sleep Seekers podcast. And until then, have a great day and I wish you great sleep. Don't forget to visit sleepseekers.academy to find out more and give us a follow on your preferred social media channel so you can stay up to date with what's happening. See you next time.